1: Welcome to Crank your Commentaries. As always, I am your host, Jake Del Mastro, and as always, I'm joined by my very good friend, Keaton Byer. So Keaton, welcome to episode 99 of go. Crank your Commentaries. The world
2: on fire. Taxi from Africa. The Grand Hotel. He was drunk a big party last night. Back going back. In all directions, sleeping these insane hours. I'll never wake up in a good mood again. I'm sick of these stinky boots. A poem by Jim Morrison.
1: Wow. Nice one, Jim.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a good one.
1: So. <laughs> that, that one is called The
2: World on Fire. But yeah, welcome to episode 99. The world thought, on fire.
1: Yeah, the world on fire. Wow, that seems like a, a uh, something that Oliver Stone would like. Hey, I,
2: You know, after reading some of Jim Morrison's... Well, not some, a lot of Jim Morrison's poetry, um, and learning a lot more about the man who we're going to talk about, the horrible man we're going to talk about... Wait, wait,
1: who are we talking about?
2: Oliver Stone.
3: Okay!
2: <laughs> uh, not Jim. Jim... Uh, jim's probably horrible too that probably you could describe him as
1: that i think like yeah he's horrible to a lot of people yeah yeah like even if you take this movie at face value jim's a fucking bastard
2: yeah don't take this don't take this (laughs) and hey don't do that yeah don't but if you do jim is a bastard in this movie and And
1: in reality it's like it's less cut and dry but yeah, he seems like he was a huge asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: So, yeah. So, fucking episode 99. Here we are. We're talking about the fucking Doors part dose. We did the Doors movie. We talked about the beginning last week. Specifically, what are we talking about? Uh, Like, pre-production. It was kind of a nightmare, I think. The, the whole...
1: Like everything about the movie, and I mean, about I describe
2: it as a nightmare. But I mean, the process was a nightmare. I just mean us learning about it was a nightmare because fucking learning about this horrible fucking guy Oliver Stone is ridiculous. But yeah, basically, we talked about how the Doors movie was kind of uh, around for a long time, but you know, it kind of took a while for it to to, to happen. It's
1: it's a common story, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Although most stories don't involve Oliver Stone
2: yeah it's true most stories don't his story is nothing but oliver stone but or i don't know if in his mind if there truly is an oliver stone but we'll get to all this like and more and more in this episode so yeah let's let's get right into the production of the movie so Mm -hmm. if yeah if you if you need any any more information you can listen to uh part one yeah part one so yeah the production You know, let's just get into it. It's fucking weird. Let's let's just get on with it.
0: Get on with it. Yes, get on with it
2: They shot in allegedly over 80 locations uh i
1: don't know what those all were what counts as a location exactly that's what i was gonna say if i go to a different room is that That a location Is that a
2: location yeah i have to go to the bathroom is that am i gonna be in a
1: different location well uh, there was part of this movie that was shot in a bathroom
2: more than a few scenes were actually shot in
1: a bathroom i'm just thinking at the end where jim's singing in the bathroom singing in the bathroom i thought you meant the one where he's, oh, dead, in he's dead in the bathroom i, thought, As I assume yeah, you're yeah. talking about where he's dead in the bathroom because they're recording like uh i think they're recording morrison hotel or it might be la yeah yeah well they just ones. but they they're like recording in the house they have and like the flashback
2: like, to the yeah. like good old days and that's right at the end with jim sitting on the singing on the toilet
1: yeah no but not when he's in the bathtub but that's also in a bathroom
2: but yeah so in terms of locations what they listed uh out of their 80 locations they only listed new york Paris, LA, the Mojave, la, I, know, I listed Paris twice here. Mojave Desert? The Mojave Desert. Um, New York, Paris, LA, and Mojave Desert is what they listed as their some of their locations. But just basically what counts as a fucking location in their mind when they say over 80. Probably yeah. not a different city every time. <laughs> um, but who knows? According to the book I was quoting last time, which was... Uh, <laughs> called stone the controversies excesses and exploits of a radical filmmaker it it's called stone
1: okay co- i thought it was called stoned
2: no 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 it should it be. should be <laughs> um yeah it really should be um apparently so the production this is started with quote an indian ceremony
1: this is the production of the film like yeah like this is the first production. day like you know day one of shooting everybody yeah. shows up what happens okay so we're gonna
2: have a big old bonfire keep in mind the book i'm quoting here is written in 1995 too so this is like just before they started actually like looking at what quote-unquote indian stuff was right so
1: anyway do they describe it as a quote-unquote
2: powwow luckily that doesn't come up (laughs) okay but but basically what they did is they had a quote-unquote indian drummer yes and then all of them held hands around a bonfire. Yes. And they so this is
1: Val Kilmer. This is uh, everybody. everybody. The whole crew is there. Meg Ryan's, I don't, I don't here, explicitly Val know here.
2: if the actors participated, but like I said, it was supposedly. Chris
1: McGlover definitely participated. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> this if he is, was there, this is, if, if this he is had the greatest, yet.
2: This is the most interesting thing I've done all day
1: <laughs> yeah like I, I imagine he probably wasn't on set for actually that long but like if he made one thing i'm sure he came to that <laughs> i wonder
2: if he tried to arm wrestle oliver stone
1: <laughs> i'd love to see that
2: yeah so they heard any drummer they held hands fucking walked around a fire and they apparently were sure to step in each other's footsteps the whole time i think everybody was a bit confused by the whole situation somebody was quoted as saying quote, they weren't really full Indians. They were Jewish Indians.
1: I don't know what that means. I don't really understand what he's trying to get at there. I don't I don't know Oliver Stone. I don't even know if
2: Oliver Stone knows. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't really know what's going on with that. But frankly I'm I'm not convinced it was anything real. (laughs) I'm not an expert in Indian ceremonies, but Yeah. But you know, I'm not I'm not convinced.
1: Although you, you've you been to a few. Ah, uh,
2: well, yeah, you know, I have been to a couple of, you know, treaties and powwows and all, you know.
1: So, but from your experience, this doesn't sound like a real thing at all.
2: I don't know. It might be a spiritual thing from like, because, uh, you know, I'm from, you know, fucking North Manitoba Cree. So, like, fucking their perspective of Indian is like Mojave Desert. Yeah, okay, yeah. So,
1: like... It's- if if indeed these are these Jewish Indians are in fact <laughs> <laughs> quote unquote yeah, Jewish yeah, Indians like who knows what the fuck like, <laughs> who knows what the fuck Oliver Stone <laughs> who who he hires got for this. involved exactly in, yeah. exactly there
2: the point is it's Oliver Stone's in charge of it so I really am doubtful that it's anything real
1: although but- if you were there. Feel free to get in touch with us. Yeah, I'm very (laughs) curious. And let us know what went down. Like,
2: I'd like to look into, like, if anyone knows if that's a real thing, like, you know, dancing around a fire, throwing in herbs, unspecified herbs, and holding hands and stepping it because that just kind of sounds made up to me that sounds like somebody's like idea of a quote unquote Indian ceremony but it could be real who knows it could be real
1: I mean um, like I'm specifically thinking about the Jewish Indian thing if you're a Jewish <laughs> Indian what does that mean get in touch with us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what he means in this context like yeah. were they were they like wearing yarmulkes like what was this like how I don't know. how Jewish I don't know what, what does he mean I'm so desperate to know what he meant by that Because he made, is he just being racist when he specifies that they're not full Indians? So you don't know who said this It doesn't say. I think it just quotes like a member of the crew.
1: Okay, it's just okay. If you were on the set, uh, in this, making this film, from what you've read, like, like, do you think you would prefer like shooting this movie or like a Stanley Kubrick movie?
2: stanley kubrick movie
1: really
2: yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. because i respect stanley kubrick as a person and as an artist way more than all of a so like even if it was like a nightmare to work on i probably i'd be more
1: confident that i that the end result is worth it yeah exactly because
2: yeah. like if i was in the doors movie no nah, it's not worth it fuck yeah. that's the movie's not worth it Richard Rutowski. He's the guy who said the thing about about the Jewish Indians. No, yeah, about the Jewish Indians. I think. Yeah, I think that's who it was. Okay, I,
1: I I could be wrong. Richard
2: enough. Rutowski. He got. He has a lot of. He was a good friend of Oliver Stone during this period. Yeah, and he's got a lot of interesting insights.
1: So, Richard, if you're listening, get in touch with us.
2: And I think, elaborate. I think he might have played a role. I feel like he might have played one of the Indians in the movie, in like in the movie. I don't think he's an Indian, okay. um,
1: but we we can look that up later. Yeah, yeah. let's uh, let get on that. Yeah, um, <laughs> we, we we I think we we we've covered the uh, the Indian the, Jewish Indian the Jewish Indian circle. Yeah, we'll get
2: back to more of that stuff. <laughs> so during the uh, production, fucking. Kilmer was singing vocals I think we mentioned this last last mm. week that he did the vocals but he actually did them live as they were filming because they didn't want to lip sync
1: yeah that's pretty sick actually yeah. that's like as much as we rail on this movie like I respect Val Kilmer's craft yeah here. Val
2: Kilmer does an excellent job and also I f- the way that they shot the music in this movie is fairly interesting just like they did pay <laughs> a lot of attention to the details that said the actual movie is garbage so basically apparently so kilmer was practicing day and night like so much at the at the behest of stone apparently stone said quote or he said he tried to quote get kilmer's energy up by giving him vitamins um and sending over
1: shots so he's dosing kilmer
2: i don't know what that means i think he might Mean like vitamin shots or like B twelve shots.
1: I don't know what kind of vitamins Oliver Stone is taking, but like, but like, I remember I forget where I was reading this,
2: but like, the shots that you know the fucking Hollywood and like doctors. Anyway, the point is they 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 give out shots of quote unquote B twelve that you so know. So it's
1: methamphetamine.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, wow. They give you like they give you some sort of like you know something more than vitamins, let's let's just say. Yeah, that, Val
1: Kilmer is fucking popping speed and like, you know Like I I doubt Val Kilmer would actually do that. What?
2: I don't know that he's that kind of knowingly. Actor. Yeah exactly.
1: I'm saying that that You're saying that, 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 that Oliver Stone is fucking dosing i
2: wouldn't be surprised at all if he like lied about it because uh, another thing that someone was saying is that he liked to keep secrets from like people on the Mm -hmm. set like especially like between departments he liked people to not know stuff so it really wouldn't surprise me um so uh,
1: you know he uh, maybe he thought it would help the performance you know he's like if this guy's like actually fucked up like you know maybe he'll do better yeah exactly but, but then again, but he was like, he don't was be anti-method him. on that. Yeah. Actually, never no, mind.
2: He was kidding. like, you can't be method because I'm being method. We can't both be method. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm a method director. Yeah. I mean, he, he, you joke, but that phrase comes up. Oh, really? <laughs> so, apparently, Val Kilmer spoke, like, setting up for the role. Obviously, he spoke to, like, dozens of alleged friends of Jim. Yeah. Who, like, would give him tons of conflicting, you know, advice. So, he said that, that was, like, kind of fucking difficult to actually pin down you know, the character. So he kind of based it on, like, his own, you know, relationship, his own similarities with Jim.
1: Yeah, and does Val Kilmer think he has a lot of similarities with Jim Morrison? No. No. (laughs) Okay.
2: I think he thinks he has very fear, and I think he was very happy to stop playing him. But I think the way he kind of described it was that, like, they're both, he was like, you know, he more so, I think he acknowledged, but, like, you know. Like like Val, Val was or Jim was? Val acknowledged that Jim was more famous, but they they both had to deal with fame, and they both had right. to like either like Val Kilmer said, like he embraced it, and it kind of took took him over. Whereas like my perspective is like kind of I don't want it, you know, I don't want to embrace it that way. Anyway, I I don't really know what he was talking about specifically. That's just what he was saying. But he one of the things he was saying is that he you know we both grew up in the desert, so that was a good start. Where is all coming from? That's a good question the desert apparently although
1: we don't know actually if jim grew up in the desert exactly in fact according to jim he's from florida (laughs) yeah it's true which actually tracks with a lot of other information we have yeah that he is in fact uh not from california Um, and uh val was born i assume actually in the desert let's see where val was born Los Angeles yeah so Val <laughs> was born in Los Angeles and Jim Jim we don't really know I mean
2: I'm sure there's biographies you can read that have lots of details about Jim's childhood
1: yeah like from what I know his family has like provided some details yeah they yeah. kind of st- stated but uh there have actually been several interviews with Jim where Jim has given conflicting information yeah well, that's, and that's... this this is touched on actually in the movie
2: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's classic fucking, you know, tortured artist. Not even tortured, just fucking, like, young artist. That's, like, fucking Bob Dylan did that fucking... Uh, well, he's,
1: uh, he's the fucking Joker. Yeah. <laughs> he's the Joker. Yeah, it's true. Good point. <laughs> but, like, yeah, they all just say, like, different shit. Every Random time. shit.
2: Yeah, they're trying to make up a a mythos. And some but sometimes that mythos is just fucking confusion
1: um apparently
2: in order to like make his voice a little bit more gritty val kilmer started smoking fucking cigarettes oh yeah
1: (laughs) so he didn't smoke before that
2: no he didn't smoke at all specifically they they print they said true blue so i think he was actually smoking cigarettes in the movie i think really yeah
1: because yeah normally like if you're shooting a movie like you smoke Herbal cigarettes, yeah. For several reasons, one of which is because like you're probably gonna have to do that tick over and over again, over and over again. And and you don't want to smoke like you don't want to be like fucking smoking. Like, that's a good point. Many packs of cigarettes. So maybe like, he
2: just maybe he did have like fake yeah. cigarettes and then but, smoked so them he off. did it
1: just for the voice, yeah, to get the. So that sounds kind of method.
2: That's a little method. That's like you know still you haven't crossed the line. Yeah, crossed the line. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll talk a bit more about Val Kilmer's kind of experience on set in a moment. But, like, but.
1: so Val Kilmer. Was being drugged by Oliver Stone, and he was starting our, to smoke cigarettes. Our, like, per,
2: our theory is my that theory. <laughs> the, the crank kick commentary official theory is that Stone was drugging Val Kilmer. But
1: yeah, Val Kilmer was being dosed up on speed. But Val
2: Kilmer has ever said anything about that being the case. But well, he
1: said he was. Well, so, wait, who said that he was being giving "quote unquote" vitamins? Uh, I
2: think that was Stone said that. Oh, it was he a quote said, from Stone, yeah. He was giving him vitamins and sending over shots. Yeah. Maybe he just means like immunity shots with ginger and turmeric in them. So uh, you should read this quote uh, about Meg Ryan's experience with the
1: role. Okay. So Janet Yang of Stone's Ixland Productions thinks at least part of Ryan's difficulties came from her inhibitions clashing with the role. I heard Meg Ryan came home from the doors crying every day. Not only because of the confidence factor, but also because she wanted consistent direction. <laughs> Oliver didn't want her to play Pamela Morrison. We touched on this last week. He wanted her to become Pamela Morrison. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> that sounds pretty method. Yep. He wanted her to be passionate. Scream, yell, take drugs, get naked, and run in the streets. Love her man to death. You gotta love your gotta love your man. Whatever it took, be that, and then it would come out from becoming that person. Like Tom Cruise, ex- obsessed with playing Ron Kovich. So that she So he took the initiative. Meg wanted the scene that would help bring that out in her. It's like a chicken and egg thing. I don't know how it can be resolved.
2: Uh consistent direction. She there was right there in the first place. right thing. there in
1: the thing. She And then Maybe he was dosing her too. Maybe I wouldn't be surprised
2: if he was. He wanted to her honest. to scream, probably, I, yell,
1: and take drugs. I also he probably respects
2: women less than he does meds, so he probably wouldn't would have less screws. I, I
1: don't know if Oliver Stone respects anything. Yeah, that's true, but except for maybe Vladimir Putin. But and, we'll talk about and that all, and, and Oliver
2: Stone. Um, yeah, I think we'll talk about this a bit more because we'll talk about Tom, uh, not Tom Cruise, uh, Val Kilmer, but. Yeah. Because we all know Tom Cruise is an insane person. If yes. you if you want more on that, you can listen to our, our
1: very first our episode. Very first episode.
2: Because there is some of that in there. We don't really focus yeah. on it, but he I think Oliver Stone was basically comparing Val Kilmer. He wanted Tom Cruise to be working on it. I think like the work ethic of Tom Cruise, the insanity but also of Tom the, Cruise,
1: the, but, the person but the, of Val Kilmer. But
2: yeah. He wanted yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like he wanted. Yeah he wanted the energy tom cruise could bring to a to something but he wanted it from val kilmer yeah but yeah we'll talk about that more because yeah he just finished that movie
1: i feel like he really fucking was was happy when Chris when crispin glover came on so
2: oh he probably loved he probably that day he probably, probably loved yeah. that day yeah yeah he loved directing him as andy warhol i bet yeah you know I, bet, I bet i
1: <laughs> bet so we'll get right, into the, we'll get right
2: fucking into the down into the dirty details here. So yeah. it's about this time in the shoot where early middle shoot Stone starts describing the role of director as a film shaman.
1: So film shaman Oliver Stone is is, is shooting the doors.
2: He's shooting the doors. He thinks he's a shaman. One of the guys. Okay. So this is, we, I, I just wrote this. So this is actually the guy who I brought up already. What's his name? Richard. Rat- yeah. Richard R- Rutowski Richard Rutowski Rutowski he says quote we took a lot of psychedelics together him and Oliver, Oliver Stone, Stone. Uh, and then he proceeds to tell a story where they did quote a peyote ceremony with quote a medicine man
1: okay and apparently they did this a lot is they did a lot a lot yeah like a lot a lot the medicine man
2: a lot of payout quote-unquote pear- peyote ceremonies with quote-unquote medicine men and
1: it sounds like they just did a lot of peyote
2: sounds like they did a lot of peyote with guys like they because they described the guy richard Rutowski. they described the people they were they were doing the peyote with i think they thought based on the fact that they were like actually indigenous yeah that therefore it was 100% an official thing. They were like, yeah, well, I they were like, cut your throat, real, kind of like... Because I think they just kind of forced their way into a group of, like, indigenous people and are like, give us peyote. Like, really, like, Char- have you heard of the story about Charlie Manson? Who did- Charles Manson did the exact same fucking thing, where he, like, just ran up to some random Indian and was like, hey, give me some fucking peyote, and he, like, gave him a, like... Anyway, gave him a gun. It's a whole story. Wait, what? Hey, we won't
1: go down that road. All um, right, so... so- Film shaman Oliver Stone is basically Charles Manson. Is basically
2: Charles Manson. Yeah, he's got a lot in fucking common with him. Like a shit ton. Um, the only
1: difference is nobody gave fucking Charles Manson a movie camera. And they
2: they they really should have, to be honest. Maybe should
1: they? Should they?
2: I think people might not have died if he had a movie camera.
1: It's true. So do you think that if nobody gave Oliver Stone a camera... Oh, he would
2: have been a murderer. One hundred percent. If he didn't if he couldn't if he couldn't get this out through film, he would be killing people. i I I'm not like that's one of the few things I'm sure of in life is that if he didn't have Can we this... guarantee
1: that he's he's not Can we guarantee you we've we've stopped him from killing people?
2: He's probably he could still be a murderer. Like he's I'm not convinced. You know, he's maybe not.
1: he's just like JJ Abrams.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. A lot of like murderer noted murderer JJ Abrams.
1: Yeah, it's a deep cut uh, it Listen a deep to cut. some of our previous it's a, episodes. That's a that knives
2: one. out episode, I
1: believe. I, I, it's it's come up a couple times. Yeah. But yeah.
2: That's the origin. So, so Frank Whaley, who's the guy who played Robbie Krieger. Yeah. He also worked
1: on uh Born on the Fourth of July. Yeah.
2: He has a quote where he said that Oliver Stone would become his lead characters while filming. Right.
1: So he's a method director.
2: Exactly. And the more I read about this, the more this was definitely a thing. Apparently, like, even the way he dressed, he would start, like, you know.
1: So are we saying that Oliver Stone came onto set wearing leather pants? I uh, thought
2: we have no guarantees that he didn't. What his wife said at the time Oliver was. Oliver Stone's wife at yeah, the time, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're still married. Who the fuck knows?
1: Uh, I don't think they are. Uh, no, they're not. Right, so there you go. Shocker. At the time it would have been Elizabeth Cox. <laughs> yeah, she I think she
2: had she was the name was Stone at the time. Okay. But yes, Elizabeth Cox. She would say she said that like he was wearing jeans and suspenders a lot during his 60s phase. His 60s phase
1: in the 90s. Yeah, his while because he was making the, the doors during the real '60s, as we know, yeah, he was wearing fatigues the like, whole
2: what time. Did, what did what did Raymond <laughs> yeah, say? Like... He was just pissed off because he is... missed the '60s, <laughs> yeah. fucking in Vietnam, and we were over here having fun, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, he might be right about that.
1: <laughs> what Ray? Ray might be right. Right that like yeah. the
2: darkness in this movie comes from a fact that stone's a little bit pissed off that he. yeah missed. no
1: i'm also sure that like fucking oliver stone probably saw some real shit like, oh yeah yeah it's like i'm sure that I'm sure that's not healthy for a person
2: no he's yeah no he was definitely traumatized by fucking the war i mean <laughs> yeah. he wanted to go and do that but he was definitely it's like yeah like, it's like you can't not be traumatized no, by you, seeing
1: that much action yeah like, it's, and it's like it, being wounded fucking twice yeah like, like
2: nobody's built to be yeah. able to stand that like And listen. that's why he
1: made three fucking movies about it. Exactly. He really needed to work through those emotions.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Which again, if he hadn't been making movies about it, he would have been strangling prostitutes about it.
1: You know, you might be turning my opinion on Oliver Stone here. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe maybe I think Oliver Stone, I don't know. Are these good movies because they save
3: people's lives? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: That's a hilarious concept, but it could be true. Like, you really, the more you think about it, like,
1: yeah. like you think about it, like, you know, what if he just. Like, these movies. He didn't you know, get a mass shooting. Yeah, you know, like, he has that energy.
2: He has that speak, speaking. Okay, so let me just get it. According to one of his employees, he was, quote, his craziest while he was making the Doors film. Yeah. The story that she told Break on through. Break on through. Yeah. Bring home who Basically the story is that he gave her a script
1: to So who is this he's giving the script? Oliver's
2: just one of his someone he worked for. I don't know exactly who she was, but uh, his aide of some kind. Of yeah. some kind. There was a few people that worked for him and she was one of them. And he she had to make like xerox of this of the script. Yeah. And basically what happened was one of the people accidentally crumpled up the the title page that had a bunch of his notes on it. Oh. And had it had ended up in the garbage by some means or whatever. But that was after they had xeroxed it. Yeah. So it, it was fine. So what they did was like, okay, we're not going to give him this crumpled up paper. We'll, we'll just give him a xerox of it yeah. when they give him back the original. Mm-hmm. Um so that's what they did. They threw out the old copy, they gave him the xerox. He has his notes, everything's fine. Apparently, he called her in the morning, screaming. He threatened to kill her. He's like, I'll tear your fucking throat out. And he was like, you cursed my project. I told you, you he was my capable. Project.
1: Yeah. I told you he was capable. Yeah, he's capable. He's exactly.
2: <laughs> and apparently, he ordered her to fucking dig through dumpsters to go find that original paper. Jesus fucking and Christ. She and was, she was like, she was apparently, she said, I had not said no to him up until that point. But like... I said no to that. Apparently, one of the other assistants, though, who had I think was actually responsible for throwing it out. She like I think she was terrified. So she found it. She, no, she didn't. Well, she tried because she he was like, "There's no way we're gonna find it. It was pre- it's in a fucking dumpster. Like yeah. it's not worth it. You have your fucking notes. Child. You have
1: your fucking Xerox over, like, Yeah.
2: But apparently, the other like so this just gives you his employee was terrified enough of him that she dug through a dumpster to find useless piece of paper. Okay, so to further that, uh, you know.
1: He, you know, I'm adjusting my theory of Oliver Stone. You know, we said maybe he'd be a murderer. But what if he was, like, the dictator of a small country?
2: He's a lot like Jim Jones in a lot <laughs> of ways.
1: Jim or, Jones? Uh, can you refresh my memory? Jonestown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he he really would have loved to be the dictator of a, of a North, small North Korea situation. <laughs> yeah. He would thrive as a North Korean. Like that's why he loves Putin so much. That's why yeah, he's... we'll
1: talk about that later. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to how you know he's fucking like a method director. Here's a quote from the the, the cinematographer. Uh, what's his name? Roger Richardson. Mm. Do you want to read this quote?
1: I think part of it was his becoming Morrison. <laughs> he was drinking a lot, doing a lot of peyote, <laughs> all under what he calls. Doing research, <laughs> Oliver was a lunatic on that film, and he went as deep and as dark as you can go.
2: So this is the cinematographer. So someone who like you
1: know, this is somebody who like you know the cinematographer and the director. Like on most movies, they're exposed to each other a lot. Yeah, they're like close. They, they have a very close relationship, right? Like and they'd worked together before. And we'll yeah. talk about
2: this a bit more. Apparently, this movie almost broke the relationship. Really, during for one particular scene. Um, yeah. but yeah, he was doing a lot of peyote. Apparently, there's a story where he they him. And thank
1: it, God that we have Richardson to people like him, who can prevent murder by well, standing that, standing around like, with Oliver Stone for. Just imagine if, if it was up to Oliver Stone. To like you know frame the shot and everything, Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> you know like like do you really think that in this state he's capable of like you know blocking a scene? He
2: 100. Like... He he claims that he never was he was quote unquote straight during when he was on set. He said he only did it like nights and weekends. He was on drugs, but I'm sorry, but come downs don't work like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't exactly. <laughs> like... Yeah, exactly. If you wor- you work you work a you work a twenty hour day, you do peyote for fourteen hours, and then you come to work after that. You're not fucking straight, Oliver.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> apparently, so apparently they they spent a whole weekend on peyote. Him and fucking Richard Rutowski. Yeah. Um, and then they came in to shoot on Monday, and apparently, quote, he had blank eyes and face. He just, it he was like, yeah, it took him a couple of hours to like figure out what was going on and what he was doing
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: further on the subject fucking the guy who we just had that quote who's saying he was doing a lot of peyote apparently he quote took some mushrooms fucking just to see how things would appear when he was out scouting locations for the desert scene so he just fucking went to Mojave and did mushrooms so this
1: is the Yeah. so basically he was like I wonder what this looks like from Oliver's point of view (laughs) (laughs) you're a
2: hundred percent right
1: that's
2: exactly it he was like
1: i wonder how he sees it
2: yeah exactly but that's basically what i think that's what he said it's just to see how things but he, would he appear wasn't,
1: like i feel like he was like yeah i'm not gonna do any of this peyote shit that seems like i'm just gonna too do much. some i'm just gonna do some yeah. mushrooms yeah so this
2: was apparently the, Mo- the mojave desert scene was actually a bit of a debacle they shot you know when jim wanders off and then there's that weird surreal scene in the cave
1: <laughs>
2: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um apparently that cave which is it's like a coral cave or something it's, like, it's a pretty cool looking cave. yeah it is apparently it's not open to the public oh yeah um and they got kind of like special permission from the rangers to mm-hmm. shoot there and in- initially uh Stone wanted to shoot with like smoke and shit um but they're like no fucking way it's like You're going to damage like
1: a, you know, protected. Protected ancient. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
2: And they wanted to paint. Is this
1: a natural cave?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they wanted to paint fucking like Indian wall fucking. Oh, no. There's
1: no way that's allowed. No way.
2: So, yeah, obviously they were like, no fucking way. So they were like, okay, they used some sort of powder paint, which is apparently, I guess, you just brush it off. Okay. But apparently they were in this cave for. Twelve hours, and the park ranger, basically who was babysitting them, was like, "All right, I, I'm gonna, I gotta go get some fucking sleep." And apparently, the second she left, Oliver broke out the smoke. Oh yeah. And like, one unnamed, who re- wanted to remain anonymous, yeah, <laughs> member of the crew claimed that they actually used real paint as well. They like oh. fucked with the, you know, the.
1: Come on, man! This is your fucking heritage, man.
0: Yeah. It's like... <laughs> At Oliver Stoneland, we question authority.
3: Yeah,
2: it's ridiculous. And then he fucking, um, someone else on the, like, the Richard Rutowski, or not Richard Rutowski, uh, um, Richard, uh,
3: Richardson. Roger Richardson. Roger
2: Richardson, Good yeah. lord, fucking. The cinematographer. Yeah. He was like, no, that never happened. Like, we never did the paint thing. Like, no one ever did that. Yeah. But who knows with the with the smoke but what happened was that they like came back to shoot the next day in the same place and the park had like closed off the entrance with yeah. all their equipment in it and basically was like we're not fucking giving you back your shit until you pay for a full restoration of the, sh- the fucking damage you caused so apparently they had to pay 20 grand to restore the cave good
1: yeah (laughs) yeah and i fully like yeah yeah i fully support this fucking park ranger here fuck them yeah Yeah. it's like Like,
2: (laughs) absolutely bullshit like they were
1: told what they could do yeah and they didn't do it according like rich
2: fucking richardson um he kind of alleges that they they didn't do any of the shit that they were accused of like, and they just did exactly what they were told by the Rangers, but it's Richardson, sti- Richardson says his, he alleges that they did exactly what they were told, but the Rangers, the Rangers fucked up and it still caused damage even though they did what they were told. So then they still, they decided to like, well, it's gotta well, be,
1: I, I don't know how the Rangers fucked up.
2: Well, they, they, they said that we followed the Rangers advice, Right. what the Rangers advice was fucked it up and the Rangers didn't want to take the fall for it. So they blamed us and said like
1: i'm sure that's what oliver stone told him
2: yeah exactly (laughs) exactly yeah so i don't buy i I, this is i'm sorry richardson i don't know you personally but your production has no fucking uh credit (laughs) like
1: i'm just imagining you know that scene in the movie where like um uh jim is like gets thrown out of the
2: the club, the whiskey, like, go go. Fuck, fuck, fuck yeah, it. yeah the, the, like, the Oedipus scene. It's
1: like I'm just imagining it. As soon as like the ranger leaves, like fucking, that's Oliver Stone, 100. He's just like <laughs> fuck, 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 yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. fuck.
2: me, I'm gonna play Jim.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
2: wonder if he ever seriously considered playing Jim.
1: He should have.
2: He should have.
1: I mean. Um, not that Val did a bad job, as no. we've said multiple times. Val's Val Kilmer does an excellent, debatably job.
2: debatably the best part of the movie. So basically, at this point, you know they, they t- paid twenty grand. That's twenty grand over budget. Things aren't going well. Vibes are bad. I think Oliver Stone's being crazy. Every, Oliver Stone's
1: being crazy. Like he's being—he's high on peyote this entire time. Huh? Yeah, he's
2: being a—he's being a lunatic. Like yes. they've described him as a lunatic. So. In order to you know, kinda of calm the vibes and get them back on track, he organized another quote, Indian ceremony.
1: Yeah, they're gonna do their power. <laughs> yeah, apparently
2: this one was much smaller though. He only had oh, yeah? like he had like the main people around. Just like...
1: the just a couple Jewish shamans and then like
2: Yeah, well like he said they said there are like five only five or six people in this one. Yeah.
1: So just just, just Val Kilmer and uh fucking
2: kyle mclaughlin <laughs> yeah, yeah probably probably yeah, yeah. just the actress
1: probably yeah, yeah yeah. it's like
2: no this isn't peyote this is just regular tea
1: yeah i'm just gonna fucking dose you on like <clears throat> i mean i don't know that much about peyote but i didn't know you could make a tea out of it
2: you can make tea out of anything
1: i thought you just ate the cactus
2: no that's a i mean you can but yeah, I thought they, like, it. that's a savage way to do it I'm. I'm kidding. That's. I mean, you can. I've never
1: done it. Either.
2: But no, I've never done peyote. Yeah. I wouldn't mind though. I'd be interested. um yeah, <laughs> I'd give it a whirl if I was sure I was getting pure peyote.
1: I think it's like, uh, like if you get it in the dried cactuses, I think it's pretty hard to like fake. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like acid.
2: Well. Yeah, because well, peyote. Mes- well, anyway, we're, yeah. we're getting sidetracked.
1: Well, we're just talking about which drugs that Oliver Stone was on. Well,
2: they claim, because there's peyote and then there's just the distilled, you know, like, you know, the mescaline is to peyote what psilocybin is yeah. to mushrooms, basically. Yeah, as I, mean, I, as I understand it.
1: Right, so we don't know what Oliver Stone was on.
2: So there's this story where he gets into, like I mentioned earlier, he gets into a huge fight with Richardson. And that is the uh, the thing I was saying that where they almost like fucking they're, ended their relationship, basically. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, as a film like this might do.
2: So basically what happened was they were shooting a scene, Ray Manzarek's fucking uh, wedding scene.
1: Wait, is this in the movie? Well, I'll get to this. Oh, Is it get cut? Or is this a director's we'll cut get. Thing? We'll get, to, we this? We'll get to this. Yeah, right, we'll get
2: to this. We'll get to it. So they're shooting his wedding scene. And basically, it's supposed to be intercut with a bright, sunny sequence, is what it says. But they just, they were losing their light. It was too late in the day. Yeah. Um, and they were just losing their light. Apparently, a, at one point, according to— This is
1: a very common situation.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Very common. And yeah. apparently, that one of the actors had been flown out, flown in for the scene, and and he really wanted to continue like shooting, yeah. even though like uh, Richardson was like, "It's not going to work. We can't yeah, do it." Yeah, it's
1: not ideal. Um,
2: apparently at one point stone said to richardson don't worry i'm not going to use this in the film but i flew these guys out so just shoot it what and then he says and uh, richardson says and i started shooting the scene figuring it's not not going to be used but in the back of my mind i'm thinking the motherfucker's lying to me he'll say anything to get a shot
1: oliver stone
2: will say anything i he'll even drug you allegedly 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 <laughs> Basically, he just was like, I can't fucking get a match anymore. It's not happening. Like, I can't shoot it, mm-hmm. literally. So basically, it's just they get into a heated argument, fucking a big, like a, a, a row, you might say, yeah, over whether or not to actually get this scene shot. And according to Richard, he, he said, quote, listen, I never asked you in all these years to stop shooting a scene for light. I've always washed them, but I cannot make this one work. So let's just stop. He said, no.
1: <laughs> what do you mean,
2: no? So basically what he says is, I shut all the lights off and it's walked like,
1: away. You can you can film this scene, but you're going to get into editing. And you're not going to be able to use it. It's Let's like, li- let what me do con- you want me to do? Let's
2: continue. <laughs> According to Richardson, I shut all the lights off and walked away. The gaffer walked away with me. Oliver Oliver's last remark was if you leave that's it
1: that's it what
2: when I got back to the soundstage there was the producer he said you really the producer's name is Alex Ho he said you really have to think about this you have to finish the day's work we still had more shots this was another 16 hour day so Alex asked me to at least finish the day because he couldn't get anybody to do it on that short notice yeah According to uh, 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 Stones, uh, he says, "Quote: The day he walked off, I wanted to kill him. I continued on with the camera operator. I shot the scene, and I loved the light.
1: I loved... Yeah, right. <laughs> the
2: scene was cut in the editing room.
1: Probably because it fucking. Probably the footage was unusable. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, exactly. And he said it was probably unusable. And he says, uh." uh, uh
1: you know, I definitely cut it because I just thought the scene... That's exactly what he said. ...was not necessary he, in the he narrative. Was like, for he was like, like, like no,
2: I think he even mentioned it wasn't the light. It wasn't the light. I cut it because
1: I didn't want the scene I yet. guarantee you it's, it's like, because it was the light. Yeah, it's 100%. I guarantee you the footage was just unusable.
2: That's definitely what it was. Like, fuck Christ, he's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> yeah. We're getting towards the end of the uh, shooting stories, but... I just want to, like, highlight that there's this kind of, like, separation between Stones people and Kilmer. Like.
1: Yeah. And what do you mean by Stones people?
2: Because, like, Richardson, up until this point, is one of Stones people. He has, he's like Kubrick, right? He kind of has his crew. He's like a lot of directors. Yeah, most
1: directors have a crew because they like working with them. You know, they get along. You know, some better than others. (laughs)
2: Yeah, exactly. So there's this one incident, apparently, where. There was like a memo sent around to the whole crew that was like a bunch of diva shit about Val Kilmer. like don't, like Val Kilmer wrote this. We'll get to it. Allegedly, it was, it was sent around. Apparently, according to Val Kilmer, like it said shit like don't appro- don't look him in the eye, like don't or like don't like approach him like while he's in character. Yeah, like things like this. According to Val Kilmer, it was a misunderstanding. I didn't really understand his explanation. He says he didn't write it but he was giving notes to um a small like one person to give notes to a smaller group of people that weren't actually related to the film. Anyway, he says it got it, it that person like mistook what he was trying to convey and like ended up writing this list of like things.
1: I can see that happening. Like, but
2: it, I don't think they the relationship between Kilmer and the crew recovered from that incident, though. It seems like I don't think Stone believed that he didn't like write it himself. Yeah, but I don't know. I like I could see how it could happen. It, like, I could see it happening. I don't know. Like, if you're if you're if you're mad about the way you're, you've been treated by like a couple people and you like rant to someone I mean, like I'd be
1: kind of mad if somebody was like fucking drugging me, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Somebody was fucking, fucking feeding me fucking yeah, methamphetamine, yeah, me like
2: quote unquote shots,
1: but yeah, so and quote unquote vitamins,
2: yeah, fucking vitamins. Um, so basically, yeah, we've gone over the uh, the like the fucking shit about stone, but we'll just kind of skim over the last little you know production details stuff yeah. like the, the scene at the whiskey yoga with the. The walked on down the hall, the Oedipus scene, you know, yeah, fuck, 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 the the unsupervised Oliver Stone scene. Apparently took twenty four takes, which is pretty rough. Like this is the kind of thing. Like Val Kilmer was apparently like, like Oliver Stone would complain about Val Kilmer's stamina, quote unquote stamina. But like you're doing twenty four takes of that scene, and you're also making him actually
1: maybe Val Kilmer wasn't. Wasn't on speed, and you're used to maybe he didn't take the shots. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that was the attempt. He was like, yeah. you know, it'll improve his stamina if I just give him fucking meth. Yeah, <laughs> you know like... exactly. <laughs> um,
2: apparently, there was tension with the producer between him and Oliver Stone because the film was like fucking six million dollars over budget. They had thirty-five thousand extras in this movie. So, um, how
1: much of this, how much of the cost of the movie you think went to paying the the shamans?
2: Oof. Probably very little because they were quote unquote Indians. <laughs> so probably like, you know, fifty bucks. Yeah. He probably found them on the street.
1: Like if I wore one of them, I'd be like Yo. Yo, let's rip this guy
2: off. I'm sure they did rip him off, because I bet they didn't know what they just made like, let's just go make some shit off and make get fifty yeah, bucks off like, this
1: guy. Like let's rip this guy off. Let's sell him some fucking bunk ass. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> call
2: it Peyote. Anyway, Kilmer and Stone didn't really have a good relationship. They fucking kind of hate each other. Stone called Kilmer's performance brilliant though. Um, and, it was. It, it was. was. It was great. And K- Kilmer said he would like he said he wouldn't be against working with Stone again, but just because he's done it once now, he kind of knows how to approach it. Right, I get that. Yeah. The the other thing I just wanted to briefly mention was the cuz we kind of talked about how the like with like 35,000 extras and how like the shooting the uh the music stuff was actually kind of interesting there's that one scene where they do like (laughs) it's one of the most racist artsy scenes i've ever seen Mm -hmm. the one with like the outside concert and it like slowly like turns into like jim dancing around like an indian quote-unquote yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um that scene was like as racist as it turned into was like a quite an undertaking to shoot Mm-hmm. um apparently there was like a new form of crane that it was like the first time it had ever been used on an american production that they used because they did, they wanted to have like a 360 view of the whole
1: thing right oh what do you call that thing it's the crane that like extends and shit i yeah, can't exactly. remember, but it's like it's, four it's... to
2: twenty feet was yeah. the was the extension and but apparently for this day uh, they had extras standing around who were the most enthusiastic extras ever. Like some, like the people dancing naked and shit. Like I'm pretty sure those were just extras who like got really into it. And according to Oliver Stone, people in the audience were like on drugs and like you know it was like a real Woodstock situation out there. Apparently, uh, uh, Bill Graham was there. Cause, oh yeah. Because I think he, I think that's him in the movie. Like yeah,
1: I think he 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 had a cameo, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
2: 'Cause so he was there and he was like he was like, These these are the best actors I've ever seen <laughs> about the extras, because they were just getting really into it. Um but how they record that is Okay, sorry.
1: It's called a technocrane.
2: Technocrane, that's what it was, yeah. Yes. Oh, sorry,
1: let's continue.
2: Pointless interruption, but thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically the production. But I mean, there's so much more. I think we've covered the the important things. Specifically that Oliver Stone's a fucking lunatic.
1: So, we've talked about the fact that Oliver Stone's a fucking lunatic. Yeah. But why don't we just get deeper into that subject? Because I think that's what we all want to hear about. <laughs> Whether Oliver Stone's a... Uh, well, we know he's a lunatic. So let's hear more about that. All right.
0: He showed you conspiracy in JFK. Rebellion in the doors. Greed in Wall Street. The agony of war in Platoon and more agony of war in Born on the 4th of July. Hi, I'm Oliver Stone and this summer I invite you to witness my latest creation. It's Oliver Stoneland! Welcome to the future site of Oliver Stoneland, my own amusement park. Let me be your host as I usher you through reality, my reality.
1: All right, let's 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 talk more about Oliver Stone. <laughs> I just feel like there's just shit we... Like, that doesn't specifically have to do with this movie. Right, that is, like... But it's like, just, like, why is he a fucked-up individual?
2: Yeah, we kind of vaguely touched on it last week, but we didn't really get into some details.
1: So, like, like tell me, like, just, like, in general, what do you think is wrong with this fucker? Uh, um... I think
2: besides everything we've covered,
1: like I mean, let's take it to Oliver Stone. Let's go to Oliver Stone land.
2: Like I can't like, even like I don't know where to start. Like what like didn't he say something like about Hitler?
1: He said a lot of shit. But like in like the way that I conceptualize this is like I think like the best way to like Oliver Stone's obviously crazy and we'll talk about that. Yeah. Like this is like this guy is 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 ill. Yeah, like he-
2: He's mentally unstable. Like, he's not...
1: He shouldn't... This is not a stable person. No. But, like, also, it's like, Oliver Stone is what I think, in some circles, people would describe as a tanky. Have you ever heard that term?
2: Uh, I've heard that term, yes, but I'm not deep enough in the culture to know what it means off the top of my head.
1: Basically, it's like, this is a person who is, like, not a fan of like US policy and like god knows there's a lot fucking wrong with like US policy especially foreign policy but the way they conceptualize it is that like okay you know I hate all these fucking fucked up things the US government has done therefore everybody who opposes the US is therefore a good guy
2: right it's so it's originally a political British political term yes that has eventually became an internet thing
1: yes but basically uh like he's hung out with a lot of guys who are like
2: so it's it's, originally it's a sorry it's a pejorative label for communists
1: no it's 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 a pejorative label for a certain kind of communist
2: particularly stalinists
1: yes so it was actually it actually originated in the british communist party yeah to describe people who were basically like, you know, hey, we're communists, but we don't like Stalin. But like, there's this wing of people who are like, oh, we love Stalin. Yeah, right. He hangs out with a lot of people who I think are pretty questionable. Such as? Well, I mean, I think the big one is, you know, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, other one. people as well.
0: <laughs> Such
1: as? Well, Hugo Chavez is one, but also uh, Cuba. What's his name? Um Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro,
2: yes. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's hung out with Fidel He hangs out with Fidel Castro. He huh? has hung out with Fidel Castro, uh, yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. not great. No. <laughs> Here's a quote from him from 2010. Yeah. <clears throat> quote. This is an Oliver Stone quote. Yeah. Hitler is an easy scapegoat throughout history, and it's been used cheaply. He's the product of a series of actions. It's cause and effect. (laughs) Apparently, just prior to this, he said, quote, about Stalin, we can't judge people as only bad or good.
1: Yeah. I mean... So, but, like, I think we've described him earlier in, like, the last episode as just, like, kind of a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And, like, he is really into conspiracies.
2: He's, like, one of those... He's a conspiracy theorist with a lot of money, basically, who's like got time to like rub elbows with the people,
1: and like he's made a lot of controversial things. But like the two things that come to my mind that he's made are like the Putin interviews, yeah, which, which is this sycophantic like fucking interview series that he did with Putin, Vladimir Putin. Uh, he basically spent. There's many pictures of them too. Yeah. just Basically it's disgusting i haven't watched it's, it i haven't i haven't seen the entire thing i can't you sit through it yeah <laughs> but from what i have seen it's fucked up but also from this rolling stone article uh talking about the uh watching the putin interviews oh he says this what is the russian equivalent of kool-aid oh. whatever it is it's definitely red and oliver stone has eagerly drunk it down <laughs> that's
2: so good yeah yeah
1: <laughs> The trailers I mean, for the P- I mean uh, it's funny that you say that because
2: that's a, a reference to Jonestown
1: the trailers for the Putin interviews, showtime's four-part series documenting a series of conversations between the Russian president and Vladimir Putin and Stone would have you believe that you're going to hear some pretty hard-hitting stuff as the autocrat and filmmaker face off. Frost Nixon style. What we got instead was a series of softballs lobbed lovingly in the direction of one of the most powerful and dangerous men in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Except for a few moments, Stone seems serenely unconcerned with anything beyond flattering his subject. Good lord. And engaging in some supremely one sided exchanges about history and policy along the way. Good lord. I've heard some people basically say, like, oh yeah, you know, he's just trying to like you know, it's an interview strategy to like catch him off guard. But Bullshit. it's like if you watch any of this shit, like I haven't seen the entire thing, but I watched a little bit of it and it's like it's disgusting. It's like It's
2: just him lavishing. like,
1: Whatever if, if this is a strategy, let's pretend this is a strategy. It's not working. It doesn't fucking work. He doesn't get anything out of he it. He doesn't get anything good. Yeah, he's it's just like him chumming with some fucking dictator. Yeah, it's an
2: idiot telling a dictator why he loves him, why he yeah. wishes I was he was him.
1: He also produced and uh basically was the main interviewer in this uh documentary called Ukraine on Fire uh-huh. in which he basically described the Maidan Revolution as a neo-Nazi coup. Oh no. Uh and let me let me read you a uh A quote from a Facebook post by Oliver Stone himself. Oh, God. He says, in this case, the Maidan massacre was featured in Western media as the result of an unstable, brutal pro-Russian Yanukovych government. You may recall that Yanukovych went along with the February 21st deal with the opposition parties and three EU foreign ministers to get rid of him calling for early elections. The next day, that deal was meaningless when well-armed neo-Nazi radicals forced Yanukovych to flee the country with repeated assassination attempts. By the next day, a pro-Western government was established and immediately recognized by the U.S. as in the Chavez 2002 coup. He also went on to say it that this had, quote-unquote, CIA fingerprints all over it. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah, fucking he loves that fucking bullshit. What did he say about it?
1: 9-11? I um, don't even fucking know, but said, like... He said... This guy's fucking crazy. But something. also, it's like, that's disgusting. Like, that's...
2: Oh, it is disgusting. It is. He's an, he's yeah. he's like so up far up his own ass. It's like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. He's the more... he's Yeah, it's... Like, like, drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. Flavor-Aid, by the way. Um, but, Sorry, yeah. what?
1: What flavor is the Kool-Aid? What do you mean? What flavor is the Kool-Aid? Which Kool-Aid? The Kool-Aid that Oliver Stone's drinking. Peyote. (laughs) peyote flavor,
3: yeah.
2: (laughs) Does anybody, quote, this is a quote from Oliver Stone, does anybody make a connection between the 2000 election and the events of September 11th? Look for the 13th month.
1: Oh, God. Also, in the 2020 election, Oliver Stone basically, like, I'm not going to read any quotes, but basically his, like... He, he basically was like, oh, yeah, Trump's fucked up. He's fucked up. But also, Biden is, like, basically deep state, but also vote for Biden. Yeah, he,
2: <laughs> yeah. he said he voted for Biden. was like... It's, it's, like, basically it's like, it
3: like, you
2: just, like, I just want to shake him and tell him to shut the fuck up for yeah, five like- seconds. <laughs> just, like, just shut the fuck up for five seconds, Oliver Stone.
1: Oh, just... You just have no fucking should, clue what he, you are talking about at all. He needs
2: to hang out with Jose Canseco. We, they need to get. They are in. the
1: same person. There needs to be. They are. They literally are. This like it's Jose like, Canseco. Like I was saying about being dictator to small countries. I think both of those guys would excel at that. That's being yeah. Excel at that in the worst possible way. Uh, in the worst possible <laughs> way,
2: they would both end up in a fucking Joe's situation. <laughs> yeah, Oliver Stone's the worst person. That we've talked about on this podcast, maybe.
1: Maybe. Hmm. JJ <laughs> Abrams.
0: <J>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rough. Uh,
3: yeah,
2: I mean, that's neither here
1: nor there. No, it's, it's neither here nor there.
2: Um, so let's move on to yeah, our...
1: Anyway, Uh, just, just to wrap it all up in a neat bag. is so, like... Into his own conspiracies that he can't see, like, what he's reality. supporting yeah. by saying those things. No, he doesn't get it. He really doesn't get it. He's I mean, so deep in his own
2: thought process that he can't see the reality I mean, of the And to be clear, this
1: guy is a guy that clearly, you know, I don't want to diagnose people from afar, but this guy not. probably has PTSD and has had his brain fried on too many different yeah fucking substances yeah
2: exactly like this he's uh he's not well i think no
1: this guy is not okay i think you know
2: oliver stone needs a mental health intervention yes but i don't know if there's anyone who's capable of doing that
1: needs a fucking therapist like Like, i don't know if he has one but clearly they're an evil fucking therapist if they (laughs) exist yeah, if,
2: if Oliver Stone is a therapist, he needs to fire that therapist to <laughs> get a get a better one, because it's not working. It's, yeah. it's just not
1: working. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so let's. If you are Oliver Stone's therapist, get in touch with us.
2: I would love to talk to love Oliver. Love to talk to you. I don't Does their patient
1: confidential Definitely, case? that's definitely illegal. Yeah.
2: Um. So let's move on to our next segment because we've talked about Oliver Stone's reality quite a bit. That's the whole thing about stone land you know so
1: yeah so like we're gonna leave oliver stone Land, but also you can never leave oliver stone land. no well we're it's gonna like the hotel go for you oh god <laughs> i want to see stone's movie about the eagles that's what i want to see oh god yeah
2: so we're gonna kind of we're gonna do uh find out what's going on what's real about this movie maybe one might call it you know
1: I want to be clear, we're not talking about conspiracies today, we're so, talking about some hopefully serious. Things. So
2: on the truth today, we'll be talking about Oliver Stone's 2021 documentary, JFK Revisited <laughs>
1: Through the Looking Glass.
2: We um, are Through the Looking Glass. I'm actually, we are Through the Looking Glass, everybody. I'm Sorry, a-
1: you know, okay, everybody, everybody, like, go watch the Ben Stiller Show, episode six, season one. There's only one season. Yep. And watch the Oliver Stoneland sketch. Google Oliver Stoneland. Yeah, just go on YouTube and just Google Oliver Stoneland. It's excellent. It is. Uh, we actually did a little bit of research on this, but apparently Ben Stiller, who obviously is in charge of the Ben Stiller show. Yeah, one would imagine. Auditioned for Platoon and never got called back.
2: Well, didn't he call... He called him cute. Yeah, Oliver Stone called, called, like called Ben is.
1: Stiller cute and never called him back
2: yeah. for his Platoon audition. <laughs> But, joke's on Oliver Stone, because Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Which is, I guess, problematic Maybe one day we'll do that. Yeah, that'll be hard. It's like, God, it's like so good, but also problematic now. Goddamn.
1: In more ways than one.
2: In multiple ways, it's true. One
1: specific way. (laughs) It's all from the same character. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we'll do that one day. Um, Okay. Anyway, no, I was just trying to think, did Ben Stiller say something about, like, you know, Tropic Thunder is my platoon? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's, I hope he said that. did. that does kind of sound, uh,
2: like, anyway, that would be amazing. Also,
1: uh, Ben Stiller, unlike Oliver Stone, uh, he went to Ukraine and he helped fucking people there. So, good one, Ben Stiller. Did he? Yeah, he did. Good for him. Good for him.
2: Yeah. See, that's Fucking people with money doing shit with their money. Good Instead that. of promoting weird-ass fucking conspiracy yeah, yeah, theories. Exactly. <laughs> like, we looked up how much they were worth, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Stiller's, ben Stiller's like, worth
1: more money. Because Ben Stiller's a good fucking guy. Yeah, exactly. Because okay? karma's real. <laughs> okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> so what we're talking about in the truth today, basically, is, is, is basically we're comparing the stone reality to
1: real reality. Because um, the stone... Yeah, like, as Ben Stiller says in the sketch. <laughs> Look to my reality. reality. My reality. Yeah. So, I
2: was just doing some, like, based on other than... Like, I already knew a little bit of the, about The Doors, because, like...
1: Yeah. I know. would say I know a fair amount about The Doors. Yeah. I like The Doors. I own most Doors albums. Yeah. I think all of them.
2: Yeah, I don't love The Doors, but so i just did kind of like a tertiary not tertiary a uh, uh, cursory cursory that's sort i'm looking for uh look over the fucking the doors history mm-hmm. to see if i could find anything like glaringly inaccurate
1: or so, accurate like before you get into this yeah i know this movie's not fucking accurate you don't even need to tell me anything about this movie it, i know it's well, not well
2: tell me what's inaccurate about it right off the bat
1: oliver so made it
2: well yes well okay Let's just say the vibe and the characters are entirely inaccurate, but the events, some of them are actually shockingly accurate.
1: I I believe that.
2: Two, sorry, let me rephrase. They're shockingly accurate to accounts that exist.
1: Ah. I mean, accounts exist of many things. Exactly. Yes.
2: I don't think uh, there's a lot of things, because there's many, there's a lot of books written about Jim Morrison,
1: as you can imagine. Cool. Sorry, what were we saying? Talk about reality My reality <laughs> Oliver Stone's
2: reality Um So Yeah basically I thought we'd just like Yeah go through some of the more obvious Accuracies and inaccuracies
1: Okay who do you think is the most reliable Source from within the Doors organization I
2: don't know that there is a most reliable Source I think
1: Who was the least stoned Probably John Densmore. Really? Why'd he say that? I mean, obviously, Robbie Krieger was getting dosed repeatedly by Jim Morris. <laughs> As we know from the film. As we've
2: seen in the movies, therefore, it's true. No, I just, his, I haven't read his book, but he just kind of seems like the least addled member. Really? Like, Rayman's Ark is definitely addled yeah like i think maybe he wasn't doing as many drugs during
1: but also course. he didn't know jim as well as he thought he did
2: yeah according to oliver
1: according, to- <laughs> according <laughs> to oliver stone.
2: yeah he was a member of the doors and you know knew jim for years but yeah he didn't know jim as well as he thought he did
1: you know i know jim i'm <laughs> oliver stone i'm oliver stone i'm a- peyote with a with a fucking shaman it's
2: like, you don't fucking think Ray did fucking peyote with a shaman with
1: Jim? Like, come on. According to Ray, uh, fucking Oliver Stone has no conception of the shaman.
2: Yeah, well, he's right, though. Like, honestly, like, it's uh, Oliver Stone's conception of the shaman is racist as shit. Like, it's fucked. Yeah. And incorrect. Yeah. It's incorrect, yeah. So... The one thing that we talk about, I wanted to bring this up first because we talk about it all the time, is yeah. the fucking Ed Sullivan show.
1: Oh thing. god, because that's
2: verifiably inaccurate.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can look up video.
2: Yeah. So there's the there's a the scene where he's the they tell much
1: him, like. A lot of the conspiracy theories that Oliver Stone, you it's know, brings verifiable. up, this is verifiably inaccurate. You can you can fix you can fix this misconception with ten seconds of googling.
2: Yeah. Well, the problem is if you don't trust Google.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. No. The 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 video from the Edsville oh, show you is can't a deep fake. It's, it's a deep it, it, oh, It's fucking it's Obama.
2: A <laughs> no, he he voted for Obama, didn't he?
1: Who did? Oliver Stone. Okay, no, no, it's a deep fake.
2: It's still a deep fake,
1: yeah. It's a deep fake. It's definitely a deep fake. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, Even so though that... you can see it's published prior to the invention of deep fakes. That doesn't matter. No, no, no,
2: no There's a later deep fake. Retroactive deep fake is what they call those.
1: Apparently, he, uh, he they it's did It's a deep him... fake by the deep state. Deep state, deep fake.
2: Yeah, that sounds like a it's deep that state doesn't like,
1: want you to know about. Me. That
2: sounds like a that sounds like a a a, a land in Oliver Stone land, like Stone deep is...
1: state, deep fake world. Yeah, it's like the CIA doesn't want you to know about. You know Ed Sullivan, CIA operative. I wouldn't be shocked. Like that might <laughs> honestly though. Now you, but now you're touching it to my fucking
2: like conspiracy theory mind because that wouldn't shock me um but
1: CIA fingerprints all over that yeah
2: there's the CIA has their fingerprints all over the Ed Sullivan show they want (laughs) the most popular programming they want you to think things so they put it on Ed Sullivan
1: yeah Um, so the doors on on known CIA front Ed Sullivan show (laughs) they allegedly allegedly yeah what do they do
2: well, they were told allegedly that they weren't allegedly,
1: according to you know tainted CIA, you yeah. know information exactly. <laughs> and
2: also, I think from multiple sources there's slightly conflicting accounts about yeah, it, but because of
1: the CIA. Well, the
2: CIA has their fingers all over it. <laughs> exactly. So there's apparently the fucking uh, um, uh, uh, the the producer of the Ed Sullivan show told him they couldn't say, "Girl, you can't get much higher." I believe you've, that. you've seen the film, you know what happens, and I
1: believe that happens. And according to According to pretty much everybody who has an account of that, they say they were told they can't say that. Yeah. what? And I believe that.
2: 100%. That makes sense. Where accounts start to differ is where, because Jim Morrison said higher, he did it. The motivations for why are... Less, so first of all, when you watch the actual clip, in the movie... Val Kilmer, like, really, I and mean, you know, he was directed to do this. He like yeah. leans into the camera. He he puts emphasis
1: on the word higher.
2: Higher! Exactly. It's like he
1: really gives. Her he on leans the
2: into it. On the actual clip, he just says he it just like says normal, it
1: like he would normally sing the song. So yeah.
2: the 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 version that I believe that I've heard is that Jim was just fucking too addled. He just fucking forgot that he was it, he was on live TV, so he was just nervous and forgot and just sang yeah. the lyric normally because it's how he sang it a million times. Yeah, and he was addled.
1: That's what I believe personally. So there, was it Ray or Robbie or John Densmore, somebody said that basically we were told to sing it. we all agreed, but then Jim got nervous and forgot. uh that was
2: John or Ray. Robbie was the one who who said it was like intentional.
1: right. so according to according to Robbie Krieger, yeah, th- it was intentional. That they were like, you know, fuck those CIA motherfuckers. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. These guys are deep state. You know, we can't trust them. Exactly.
2: So that's that scene. The other scene I want to talk about was the scene where he gets arrested on stage. Because that is known as. I know he got
1: arrested. I don't know if it was on stage.
2: It actually was. It
1: was. That's pretty shit. Yeah. It's
2: honestly kind of fucking badass.
1: <laughs> it is. That's pretty badass, but like the thing he got arrested for was not badass at all. No, not at all. So what so happened? Like, you fucking, let me tell you what I think happened before you tell me about okay, actually Okay, okay. I think he did it. I think he fucking dropped trousers and like fucking whipped a stick out. <laughs> well. And, and then he was immediately arrested. Because just everything I know about Jim tells me no he pulled it out i think
2: that's actually a later incident that you're thinking of
1: oh okay
2: that's yeah that is a later incident okay so we're not talking about that no we're talking about the one where in the movie so this is the first inaccuracy in the movie he's portrayed with what's her name his like witch witchy fucking uh drinky blood lady Yes, Cass- uh, Kathleen Quinlan's character. Whatever her name is, he's with her. They're fucking doing some dumbass shit, like making out. And then the cop comes and, and you know pepper sprays him.
1: So uh, Patricia Keneally, that's her name. There
2: you go. According to accounts of people who have researched the in- incident, he was either with he was he was with a fan, a female fan. Right, but
1: this, like once again, so this. This happened backstage. There weren't a lot of witnesses.
2: Backstage, exactly. It was just three witnesses this female fan, Jim Morrison, and the cop.
1: And according um, to Oliver Stone, to be clear, this is the, the this character is supposedly a composite of other characters. The Catherine
2: Quinlan character. Yes. Yeah.
1: However, he he completely just did not change the name or anything. And, no, no. And apparently well, later apparently he said he should have changed the name but also you know maybe you should have thought of that. She alleged that like the 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 um
2: the set of her apartment was so accurate really? that that they had like fucking like she saw like a piece of mail with the actual address to her like apartment on it.
1: That's pretty fucking creepy.
2: So apparently According to Ray Manzarek, they both in his book, they both got maced. The policeman maced them both. Right. Um, and then on stage later, um, basically they he um, he chewed
1: out the policeman. Basically,
2: yeah. yeah he uh, and because they're because they wanted they weren't he got on stage before the police were kind of done with him. I think yeah. they wanted to like.
1: Oh, oh, So he just went on up there. Yeah, like, basically.
2: Yeah. So they were kind of like surrounding the stage, and eventually he was just like, "Let's see here."
1: He was talking shit.
2: Morrison proceeded to create an improvised song about his experience with the quote <laughs> little man in blue." It was an obscenity-laced account to the audience, describing what had happened backstage and taunting the police who were surrounding the stage. Yeah. So eventually, basically, what happens in the movie? He like that he gets seems erased, pretty arrested.
1: well established. Although they didn't mace ray in the movie
2: no ray does says he ray doesn't wasn't maced he says that oh who else got maced him and the girl
1: oh got, okay. both got maced okay yeah, yeah yeah so that seems fairly accurate except for the fact that we don't know who the girl was
2: yeah okay so the incident you were talking about where he exposes himself that's that's a different incident this is the miami
1: incident you're talking about. okay <laughs> yeah
2: we were we were just talking about the new haven incident
1: yeah oh, which was december
2: I, of 1967
1: What's the song? Is it Peace Frog? He's like, blood in the streets in the town of New Haven. Oh, really? No, no, it's in the song, man. It's like, he's definitely singing about that, that incident. Probably. Being so, beaten by the cops, probably. It's funny. So, Like, I don't doubt that Jim Morrison was beaten by the cops and mazed.
2: No, not at all. I mean, not at all. I don't doubt that. It's funny. His So, Morrison's his badass, that mugshot that you see of Jim Morrison... That's the New Haven incident. If you've seen the Miami incident mugshot, it's he doesn't look. He's as,
1: got he's got a bigger beard. He's
2: not as rock and roll, isn't
1: he? He's way fatter he's, and is so. He
2: looks a little bit like a dad in the in the Miami one. Like here, here's the here's the couple weird. Here. So here's the Miami one. And then let's go to the uh,
1: here. He looks like a rock star. Here he looks like badass. Worse photograph. Also a way worse photo. Yeah. yeah. And then. Why Why do you have a picture of Val Kilmer getting arrested? Good question. <laughs> what did Val, when did Val Kilmer get arrested yeah, what for? Did, when, wait, does it say his name on the plaque? Or does it just have numbers?
2: Uh, nope. It no. says police department. So New I Haven. have never
1: been arrested, so I don't I don't know how that plays out. Yeah, I, I mean, might, I, you know, maybe some the, places maybe might the, do the it.
2: CIA is getting arrested after this. After this, after we exposed them. So the, <laughs> the uh, Miami incident according to um the doors the band i forget who in the band is well i don't forget they don't specify who in the band said that but a quote nearly derailed the
1: band um, well yeah because like your your singer is now on trial for a felony like. well the
2: incident so what occurred was that basically they had a shitty venue that was supposed to have seven thousand. But they took out a bunch of seats, so yeah. that there was a standing audience. So they fit, they shoved twelve thousand people in there. Oh, okay. Then those people were Jim Morrison. Was he missed a connecting flight?
1: As is, as is shown in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Although, well, I mean, the movie basically chalks it up to that he was too wasted to make the flight. But who knows? I what? don't think I don't think that's a bad guess. Guess who knows?
2: Apparently, by the time he arrived, he was drunk.
1: And then he dosed Robbie Kriger, allegedly. Allegedly, according to the movie. Although Robbie did, Robbie was involved in the movie and he didn't dispute that. He didn't
2: dispute that. He's just not.
1: He, he had the opportunity.
2: Yeah, he's a fucking.
1: He okayed that. Although scripts. we do
2: know that he's a little bitch, so maybe he. Fucking... He's a little
1: bitch. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> He was like, "Yeah, man. Robbie, you were invited on." Yes, to Mr. Stone. That. Let me do it. Like, let, you so do you anything like, you want. You say yes, Mr. Stalin. No, Stone. Oh, I thought. Was... Although I think that you know Oliver Stone. Joseph That's what Oliver Stalin.
2: Stone would say to Stalin. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Mr. Stalin, do whatever he said you want. to Putin? Yeah, he did. So apparently, uh, he, so he was an hour, over an hour late. Was when the, the it started.
1: Yeah, that that um, that jives.
2: So yeah, he's drunk. Fucking the show's an hour and a half late. Um, he took the edge off the acid. He took the edge off the acid. Yeah, exactly. And he's basically just yeah falling apart. Um, apparently, he was he had been recently, according to Ray Manzarek, he'd been recently interested in uh, a group called the Living Theater.
1: Oh yeah, which is an Tell experimental theater company. Oh, sounds like uh, sounds like Jim's bag.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh, according to. To this, they were, quote, they had a, quote, antagonistic style of performance. So, anyway, with this in mind, that That jives
1: with, uh, with uh, Jim's style of performance.
2: Apparently, he said stuff like, quote, love me. I can't take it no more without no good love. I want some lovin'. Ain't nobody gonna love my ass? And then he would go on to say, quote, you're all a bunch of fucking idiots. What are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do about it?
1: Actually... That that jives can I can I read you one Doors fan's uh account account yeah. of of just seeing the doors. Yeah. And and this drives it so hard. Yeah. He 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 says, uh, I attended two Doors concerts. I, I sorry, I attended two concerts by the doors. The first one I attended was early on, and they had not gotten their shit together yet. The show was a big, big influence on me. They just had their big hit, Light My Fire, and the album had taken off. So there's this guy. He's out of his head on acid, dressed in leather, and his hair all oiled and curled. The stage was tiny, and it was really low. It got confrontational. (laughs) I found it really interesting. I loved the performance. Part of me was like, wow, this is great. He's really pissing people off, and he's lurching around and making these guys angry. (laughs) People were rushing the stage, and Morrison was going, fuck, fuck, fuck you, um blank blank (laughs) blank blank you can fill in your own sexual comments yourself good lord the other half was that i thought if they've got a hit record out and they can get away with this then i have no fucking excuse not getting out on stage with my band (laughs) it was sort of like hey i can do that i can do that and there was some of that in there that man was iggy pop
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's he could do it he did it fucking well
1: (laughs) But yeah sorry I just I yeah, I just thought that was a that's an
2: excellent quote, yeah, yeah. It, it's fucking antagonistic speaking of antagonistic.
1: Fuck you. you blank, blank, blank <laughs> yeah,
2: it's funny that Iggy didn't give us specific words. I'm
1: sure he couldn't remember
2: <laughs> he could have made some up so
1: sorry, I didn't i I didn't do that in the Iggy voice.
2: well, you didn't want to give it away.
1: yeah, well, the Jim Osterberg voice, all right. there's a different voice. The Jim Osterberg oh, voice right, and the right, Iggy, and Iggy, voice. Iggy yeah. voice, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Fuck you, you blank, blank, blank. Yeah, sorry, I don't, I can't do a minute. Oh, sorry, a uh, Michigan accent. It, isn't he
2: from Ann Arbor?
1: Yeah, Michigan. Yeah.
2: Um. Anyway, so apparently during the uh, so during the Miami incident, as the band started the song "Touch Me,"
1: Touch Me, baby. Morrison <laughs> on, started
2: come on, come on, started shouting in protest, forcing the band to a halt.
1: Dead cats, dead rats. So, yeah, basically that is pretty accurate. So, Although, they didn't play dead cats, dead rats, which they didn't.
2: That's true. So, basically, just to finish off the truth, because I know we're starting to run pretty long here, just to finish it's off... actually not that long. What are we at? But, yeah, basically to sum up the truth, is, is actually, in terms of events, very accurate, well-researched film. Each in
1: terms- particular event. Exactly. In terms of the things... That in fact happened. Yes, but, but not tern- necessarily the context.
2: The context and the, re- the the reality and the way thing people the characters interacted with the events, I would say, is very very inaccurate in the sense.
1: So what about the event in which he locks his girlfriend in a closet and lights it on fire?
2: Well, we we talked about that last week, didn't we? Where like the the neighbor claimed that that was like who she, quote who she ran to allegedly. Yeah. Although nobody else. Nobody else said that, that happened but according to this one neighbor who who Oliver Stone chose to believe that happened. So I don't know anything about that event but I do. What I would say is that I'm sure Oliver Stone chose to believe what he wanted to believe. He when, chose. When interviewing people. Whichever interview he fit his. He chose to believe. His truth didn't he say something about being a lie slayer
1: oh okay so he said he said i don't like this word conspiracy theorist (laughs) i prefer the term truth this is in an interview with uh on on the joe rogan experience oh god yeah he's like i I prefer the term uh truth seeker truth seeker okay fuck off he should yeah he needs
2: to meet with jose cansego
1: no, those two would enjoy each other's company. We need
2: to put like, he needs to make a Jose Conseco documentary.
1: Oh my god. No, no, he needs to make a Jose Conseco biopic in the style of the Doors movie. Yes! Yeah, just like this movie. But it's like, <laughs> Good Lord. Just like, like just imagine like like break on through, like playing while Jose is just fucking hitting fucking They would keep the Doors <laughs>
2: music. <laughs> they would keep just so you're saying they're making a Jose Conseco film. Directed by Oliver Stone with door soundtrack. Well, I mean
1: there's no Jose Conseco music.
2: No, but you can have like music from the period.
1: I guess was the nineties? Like Yeah, late yeah, 80s, early nineties. Yeah. Um this was his heyday, I think. I guess, yeah.
2: But anyway, let's let's finish off our fucking episode here with our final thoughts on this fucking like the life saving film
1: life-saving yes okay
2: murder victim preventing
1: rather okay because if this if okay so if oliver stone this is how i'm how i'm putting it okay if oliver stone had never become a movie director there's only two other options what are they serial killer yep and dictator of a small country yep if he had been a serial killer yep Murdered a bunch of people, no doubt. If he had been the dictator of a small country, probably murdered a bunch of people, no doubt, Jonestown style. Exactly, Stalin. You know, well, a large country, but (laughs) still (laughs) murdered a lot of people. Murdered a lot
2: of people. He, people would die.
1: People die either way. So basically, if you think of this by, if you, if you, if you look at a harm reduction strategy here, yeah, and uh, I think this movie's amazing this if movie saves that, lives if you
2: look at it from a harm reduction perspective yes this movie is good this
1: movie saves the, no movie well that's actually not true because oliver stone has not made just this movie
2: no he's made a lot of movies it's hard to which say oliver which oliver stone movie has saved the all most his lives. vietnam movies no doubt if he hadn't made the fucking nah Ma movies actually
1: this could get pretty dark what do you mean how many people do you think oliver stone killed
2: I wouldn't be like that was the next thing I was gonna say. Yeah, it's,
1: like, it's like we we he, thought about how many people he saved, but actually, Oliver Stone has probably killed a couple he's, people. He's
2: probably yeah, he's actually probably killed people. You can't call it murder in this case.
1: No, you can't. It's we're this talking is about not, war. This is this not is, a philosophy podcast. Yeah, yeah, good point. Let's we like, will get bogged down with debating that morality. No, this is not a philosophy podcast. But, but um So he
2: probably has actually killed people in war situation and then I also wouldn't I be surprised he, if he's killed people outside of a war situation. That wouldn't shock me if it came out that he's killed people. Wouldn't,
1: directly or indirectly?
2: Directly. It wouldn't surprise me if he's murdered. I someone. can
1: guarantee you he's indirectly killed people.
2: <laughs> he's the worst. He's a Russian operative. That's kind of He's that's an asset. He's
1: uh, so uh, that's it. That's our operative. final thoughts. Yeah. That's okay. our
2: final thoughts on this whole fucking movie. It's a it's It's Val Kilmer does an amazing job in a bizarre fucking nightmarish uh, Oliver Stone reality in which he basically what I've gathered from his from the people from this looking into him on this movie is he doesn't really in order to become to, to grow he doesn't have a personality I think he just needs to become these people for a period of time like to to just exist, and in in doing so, he doesn't feel the urge to kill. So there you go. Or Probably maybe... good.
1: So, but but if you were this movie, I feel like our one of our uh, our previous guests, I think, put it best.
3: Uh, it's a man house. A man house.
2: Both intentionally and unintentionally. This film is a fucking madass. This, this this this
1: is, it's it's Mr Morrison's Wild
2: Rud. Yeah, this is the worst movie that I can't say don't watch. You know what I mean? Like I can't say don't watch it, but this movie is also terrible. It's a terrible, awful movie. But you should probably watch it. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. All right. This is all right. Episode ninety nine, one hundred is coming at you next week. No, uh, one
1: hundred is gonna be fucking amazing. Yeah, this, you guys fucking just you fucking win This okay? is gonna be a good. It's good gonna be. Good, it's gonna be better than this one. This is gonna be good shit. So yeah.
3: All right.
2: Thanks everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know the day destroys the night. Night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side, side, yeah We chased our pleasures here Dug our treasures there Can you still recall the time we cried Break on through